This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back, boys. It is week two, Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ here with Stinky Pinky. How are you feeling today, Chris? Adam, I felt better, my friend. I did not have a good week one. Um, highs and lows of fantasy, I'm definitely on the low You're right now. You're definitely on that low end for right now. Hopefully you have a bounce back. But yeah, it's like last week I was a little low with the AB news. Now it's a little bit more, you know, bright spots in that situation. But now you're filling in that dark void. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it goes on the show. That's how it goes with fantasy football. Uh, I can deal with it, but I'm not going to say I'm happy right now because it's rough. It's, yeah. It's rough. <laughs> hey, listen, I get it, man. Um, we're going to have a great show today. A lot of things to talk about. The waiver wire was on fire, so there's a lot to talk about with the waivers, and we're going to jump right into those waivers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with like the most amount bid down to the least amount bid, and that starts off with me going with Hollywood Brown, 25 fab, which is 25% of our budget. Honestly, I did not think I was going to get him for this amount, but it seems like people thought it was a, like a, a lot. They, I don't know. How do you feel about that bid? I don't think it's too much. The thing is, so with Hollywood Brown, like the talent has always been there. You can see it. His his skill set translates into the new NFL 100%. He's a small, he's a quick dude. That's what we want to see in the NFL now. He looks fantastic. I think everyone's concern with Hollywood Brown was more Lamar Jackson. Has he leveled up? Who knows? It's hard to say if it was just against the Dolphins defense. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do this week. I think this one's going to be a big indicator. Not that... Arizona's defense is that much better. Yeah, like, but like if he can kind of continue and keep rolling, I think it could be a great pick. Cause he is he is talented. Yeah, Miami has the worst team in the history of the NFL right now. So it's like really you can't take much of anything from that game. Like sure, it's great that he can throw the ball. Like, he can actually throw the deep ball, which is excellent. It really helps out Hollywood Brown. But Miami's defense is so bad, it's tough to get a really good gauge. I think Hollywood only had about 12 snaps on the field, but yeah. he was thrown to like five times. So clearly when he's on the field, they want to try and make something happen with him. And speed kills now. The NFL is changing. They're adapting. And it seems like Hollywood's really going to fit into this new NFL, especially when he gets more healthy, gets more snaps. You were talking about the Cardinals' defense. Their cornerbacks are really rough right now, and so I think it's going to be another... Like I'm expecting a really big week from Hollywood. I am starting him this week. Um, but it'll be week three to five where we start to really see if the Baltimore Ravens are for real because I think they're facing some pretty weak defenses the first two weeks, but I'm going to take that for this week, and hopefully the points work out for me. Yeah, you can just keep riding with it. A big thing I noticed last week when uh, they were playing the Dolphins was they had Minka Fitzpatrick covering Hollywood Brown, which doesn't really make sense to me he's like a bigger corner he should be covering like Mm, tight ends gotcha why are you covering this small dude who's really speedy it's just a bad matchup but that's just more an issue with the dolphins rather than uh, yeah than anything else for sure all right um and then the next highest one was jimmy graham going to steve for 24 fab so this is a big one yes i'm not as big a fan as this one um it's good to see jimmy graham he gets a lot of targets from um from aaron Rodgers, which is fantastic I just I think 24 is too much is my biggest issue with it. Yeah, like Jimmy Graham last year really disappointed a lot of people, especially uh, Gould. But in that first game, it seemed like Jimmy Graham was 
able to be relied on by Aaron Rodgers. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of options that Aaron seems to trust. And Jimmy seems to be going back to the time when he was with the Saints and like that hurdle, he, he was up in the air on that one hurdle on that one play. He looked really good. I think that he's actually going to have a pretty good season here. Um, the 24 is a lot, but the waiver wire for tight ends is slim pickings. So I'm not that mad at it. But if Jimmy doesn't pan out, then that's going to be a rough start for losing 24. We should mention, though, Steve got 50 fab yeah. from that trade for DK Metcalf last week. So, really, he still has more fab than anybody than else in the us, entire yeah. league still. Yeah, that is a good point to so, make. So, like, right. going 24 on that, like, I'm not mad. I think that's, like, pretty good. If he wanted Jimmy Graham, he went for him, and he still has more fab than anybody else in the league. So, I think it's a pretty good pickup by Steve there. Yeah, I think my biggest issue, we'll see if uh, Jimmy Graham's old decrepit body can just keep up for the season. True, it is week injury. one. Yeah. So that's like, everyone looks good week one, your body's healthy, you're feeling good, but the older guys, they can't always keep it going for the rest of the year, so that's kind of my fear with him too. But yeah, we'll see how it goes, because Jimmy Graham obviously has shown it can be an elite, elite talent. He's a huge dude. Oh yeah. Red zone target for Aaron Rodgers, who throws a ton of touchdowns, so I think it could be a recipe for success for yeah, sure. for sure. Uh, the next one is also me, We're going with John Ross for 25, and I definitely got a little bit of heat for that one. I think... The hardest part here is that you got both 25 and 20 fab. So you just lost 45 fab in week one. Yeah. I don't I don't hate going in, in hard in the paint in week one. I don't think it's a bad idea. That's when you get to use these guys for the rest of the season. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I, I did not expect to get Hollywood Brown for the 25. So that's why I went so hard on John Ross because I did not want to miss out on both of the big speedsters because clearly I have that mindset. Speed kills. Yeah, NFL's changing. Like all those things that are going on right now I wanted to get at least one of them ended up getting both so yeah 45% of my fab is gone but last year I ended up having a couple like about 15 or ish fab at the end of the year just sitting there for a couple of weeks nobody worth grabbing nobody worth spending the fab on and early on in the year I was just being really soft and not really diving in on any picks and I never got the guys that I wanted didn't want to make that mistake again this year. Went hard, got the two guys that I wanted, and honestly, I'm I'm really happy with it. I think there's great potential. I'd rather spend now and get a guy that can contribute all year rather than keep missing out on guys like I did last year. Yeah, you got to use it or you lose it, right? It's good to see you with uh, John Ross last week. I know I do think things will change when AJ Green's back, but who knows what AJ Green's system, uh, situation is going to be? He's he's dealt with injuries a lot. 12 targets, I think, right, for John Ross? Yes, exactly. That's what really made me excited. That's the big part of it, yeah. It was like, okay, the new head coach comes from the Sean McVay system. They always would use three wide receivers in Los Angeles. That will probably continue in Cincinnati, I feel. So even when A.J. Green comes back, I think John Ross has a spot in this offense. And yeah, those 12 targets, that clearly proves that the coach trusts him. They want to get him the ball and make things happen. Worked out fantastic last week with the two touchdowns. And... I've seen he's bulked up too because before the first two years he was really thin and he would have yeah. those injury problems. From what I saw in the field, he has definitely put on some muscle mass. He looks a lot healthier. He looks like he can take some hits now in the NFL. And so I'm I'm really excited about the John Ross situation there. Obviously, I'm a Cincy fan, so maybe I'm getting a little too hyped up. I was so out on Ross for the last two years, but after what I saw week one, I think things are very different with his situation. Yeah, I think you have, it make a good point by bringing up his situation because it really does matter. You've seen it in the past with with uh, Todd Gurley even when he was going from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay. Huge Completely difference. changed. Yes. Same player, but if you know if you have an offensive system who knows how to use the talent, 
knows how to put them in situations where they, they can succeed. It makes a huge difference. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one was DJ Chark. Um, Brandon picked him up for 18 fab. Um, he had the big week with two touchdowns, but one was with Foles, one was with uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, the rookie, I think, is a six-rounder. How do you feel about that, Chris? So I don't like this one. Brandon seems to pull off wizard shit all the time, so I'm not going to say... Warlock shit. Yeah, Warlock. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so DJ Chark only got two targets with Gardner Minshew. It was D.D. Westbrook who was the main target for Gardner Minshew. He's a downgrade in talent, for yeah. sure. And now you have a guy who's going to be the starting quarterback for eight weeks. At least eight weeks. Yeah. I'm not saying that... Uh, Minshew looked fine. He looked like he yeah. was relatively good, but I wouldn't be putting 18... Uh, fab on a player who has a downgrade at quarterback and who I don't think is going to have a very big target share. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And as the DD owner, I still kept DD. It's not nobody, anybody that I dropped. Um, I do think it's downgraded because Foles really seemed to fall in love with DD during the preseason. Um, he's not in my starting lineup. He's on the bench. I'm going to kind of see what happens with Gardner Minshew. But I think 18 on DJ is a little much. But we'll see what the Warlock does. Yeah, for sure. Um, Danny Amendola going to uh, Taylor for 13. Yeah, so Danny Amendola had a good week one. It was against Arizona Cardinals defense is what which I kind of Which think. I was just talking about, how they're pretty soft as well. Oh, yeah, they're very soft. They don't have Patrick Peterson right now. I forget who the second starting corner was from got injured. So they're starting a rookie as their number one corner right now. Yeah. Obviously, that means weaker players are playing on the inside guys as well. Um, I don't like this this payout for Danny Amendola. I don't think this offense wants to throw the ball a lot, and you have bigger talents out there. I think the focus of the offense is going to be TJ Hawkinson and Kenny Galladay. Yes. That's going to leave less targets. And Marvin Jones as well. Like, really, Danny Amendola is the fourth receiving option, but then there's also those running backs that they like to use. So, yeah, I don't see a long-term sustainability for Danny Amendola. No, and he he doesn't show a ton of upside to me either. Like, he's an underneath catching guy he's like a ppr dude he's not a standard yes, receiver you're so. right and we are in a standard league so yeah I, I completely agree with your last point there uh we will go to the next one here which is raheem moster the mustard man going to you for 13 fab yeah so here like i do think i overpaid for him okay that being said i needed i needed somebody starting the flex this week yeah so you do have coleman on your roster who did get injured so and you needed somebody you went for it with a 13 listen Coleman's not that good. Brenda's <laughs> going to take it down oh, forever. Man. He's going to be the number one guy for the rest of the year. Not biased at all because yeah, Brenda's on our team. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think that is actually a pretty good pickup because when the Mustard Man has had his time on the field, he's been fairly productive. Like last year, he had his opportunities. He was fine. He's going to have opportunities coming up because he is. they do like to have a timeshare with that uh, backfield there. Yeah. He is the number two guy, so... You need a starter. You went for him. I, I'm not mad at that pick. Yeah, I think it'll it'll hopefully be okay. I'm hoping for some t- touchdown upside. He did score last week. It got called back on a penalty. Not the end of the world. So I think that actually probably brought his price down a bit. People True. don't really notice kind of what actually happened. So he scored, which is pretty exciting. Hopefully he can do it again, and hopefully uh, that'll give me some points. I completely disagree on your Brenda point, but once... Tevin Coleman comes back, then we'll really battle that. Because it, no it was it was so clear early in the game. Even Ben even made a point in our group saying, 
Where's Brenda? He's like, oh, I guess Raheem Mostert's the second dude. Absolutely not. Because Brenda was out with, he had a concussion issue. So he was in the concussion protocol. Then he came back into the game later on. That's why he was out of the game for so long. Oh, so okay. yeah, if you weren't paying attention like Ben, then you wouldn't <laughs> realize that, yeah, he was injured. So they had to take him out for a little bit. That's why he was out. And then near the end of the game, it was all Brenda because he was out there. He was healthy. He was cleared. Everything's all good. So this week, I'm expecting really big things from Brenda because... He's not injured. Yeah, if Brenda can stay healthy, he's obviously he's an elite talent. Again, with the speed kills issue, he's he's so fast. I really did like what I was seeing out of Tevin Coleman early in the game, so it does it does hurt that he got injured there with that ankle injury. Fair enough. He was looking fantastic, both in the catching or in the rushing and receiving game, so I was excited about Yeah, that. he's not that bad, but Brenda's better. Okay. Um, let's go with Ted Ginn going to Andrew for seven fab. Yeah, so Ted Ginn had some big catches, especially late in that game. I don't hate this pickup at all, and I think the price is fine. He's a talented player. He can show it, and he's on a good offense. I think there's going to be some weeks where it's Ted Ginn, some weeks it's Trey Conn Smith. You don't really know who to go to. Some weeks it'll be Jared Cook. So who's it going to be? I know the offense is going to run through Michael Thomas. It's going to run through Alvin Kamara. And then yeah. these other guys are going to throw in weeks is kind of what I feel about Yeah, it. and I don't think there was any sort of overspend on the 7-fab. I think that's a very fair amount to put on Ted Ginn like you said maybe he'll have some big weeks maybe some down weeks so it'll be tough to predict when he's going to produce yeah but I'm fine with that pickup yeah me too um next was Geronimo Allison to Danny for six fab so Geronimo Allison had zero targets in week one that's scary yeah I I see the upside still but that that's really concerning I think the offense is going to go to MSV now so, yeah like I, I or MVS sorry yeah, yeah. Marcus Valdez-Scantling yeah I it seems like he's taken that one step further ahead of Geronimo, um, but I don't. It's one of those things you're you're trying to get the receivers for Aaron Rodgers because yeah, he loves to throw two, the ball. Hundred yeah, percent. And again, six fab is nothing outrageous, so that's a fine like little stash. See what happens if somebody else gets injured. Maybe Geronimo steps up a little bit more. Who knows? Yep. And then the old Green Bay receiver Randall Cobb now playing for Dallas goes for four to Stew. Okay, so this is like a low payment thing. The Dallas offense looked really, really good. They looked hot. Yeah, they looked real hot. You saw some of that. You had some Dak action. I, I got some Dak action. I yeah. got some Gallup action. I'm, I'm real happy with what I saw. Yeah, that's exciting. So I, for Fab, I have no issue throwing that in there for, uh, for another option in that yeah, passing offense. Older guy again, so I'm worried about his body later, but it's for Fab. I, I'd have no problem with that. I think he can hit for sure. He shows He's shown some talent. He can succeed in the NFL. Yeah, and then the next one is Rex Burkhead going to you for four fab. Yeah. And uh, he had, how many? do you know how many points he had last week? He had um, like 8.4 or something. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like a respectable number there. Um, I think a lot of what went into that, though, is that they were up by so much. Sony has injury concerns, so they're like, well, if we don't have to play Sony, let's just not do that. Let's the feed Burke had the ball. He can definitely take care of the ball. He's a decent enough running back. So I think they were defeating him near the end of that game there just because they were up by so much. So I have concerns over the sustainability. You do have Sony, though, so it's kind yeah. of more of like a handcuff yeah, situation. Yeah, I kind of grabbed the handcuff situation there. I thought he looked pretty good when he was on the field. Yeah, he did. Also, with the Patriots, I think they're going to be up pretty much every single game this year that team looked absolutely incredible yes and then without even Antonio Brown on the field who knows how much he's Antonio's gonna play this week but yeah they're gonna be up they're gonna have to run the ball a lot and yeah it's so yeah it's it's a fine pickup I don't think you're gonna start him unless Sony's out yeah but he's there for you yeah he's there another quick point I want to make on Rex Burkhead I think last week was the first time I saw him like in person without his helmet on and he looks absolutely terrifying 
he he looks really weird. He looks kind of like a conehead dude with his like he's just he's scary. <laughs> I, I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think I don't think scary is no, the he, way yeah, that I would describe he, him. But he scared me. He sure, scared me. <laughs> maybe there's some like deep thing inside your brain that yeah, like, I don't just know. don't I like the shape it. of his head or something. Yeah. But I he's more nerdy than anything. I think but <laughs> no, that, that's terrible. fine. You're allowed to be scared of him. <laughs> uh, we'll go to the next one, which is Brett Mayer or Mayher or whatever. He's a kicker. You got him for one. Yeah, I want a piece of that Dallas offense. You're an they, idiot. You spent fab on a kicker. <laughs> yeah, Danny tried to pick him up. Oh, really? Danny, yeah, Danny put zero fab bit on him. Listen. So I, I needed it. You saw your man. You went for the one. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I want some Dallas points because I think they're going to be awesome this year. Yeah, the offense looks incredible. Yeah, for sure. You go after the kicker with a high-powered offense. It's a good call. Yeah. Uh, next was Panthers to Ben for one fab. We I, already kind of saw that play out. I don't know how many points Yeah, got, so um, I think it was like 13 or something. That's pretty good. Um or maybe, oh, actually, 11. let's see. We can check it out here. They got 11. So that's still, yeah, like, that's if, fine, if yeah. you get over 10 points from your defense, I think you're pr- usually pretty happy. So, and I think one for the Carolina Panthers defense is a f- pretty big steal. Like, they've been known for a long time as having a solid defense. It's been a little bit lackluster lately, but they seem to be doing fine. And, yeah, so I think that was a great pickup. Yeah, for sure. Um this one's super interesting. AJ Brown to Ben for zero fab. I'm actually surprised nobody bid on AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised too. I think just everyone being scared of the Titans' offense in general and how how much they're going to pass. I don't think they're going to pass much at all. And I think it could easily swing that someone else gets the targets next week. He only got three targets. That's so not that many. Oh, okay, so fair enough. Then yeah, yeah. it was a bigger, more big play. He just made yeah, he made big plays and he looked good. He's again. He's one of those guys who's fast, speed kills. He has some talent, so maybe he can do something with it. But I don't really trust Mariota. Is my biggest issue. Oh yeah, no. I've already talked about how good. he has no nerves in the elbow right now. It's it's not a great passing situation there. So fair enough. But yeah, AJ Brown's he's very talented, so he could be good. I um, think it's a great zero fab pickup. Yeah, zero fab exactly. It's all good. Um, then the last one, just a kicker, Daniel Carlson. Carlson. Um, I don't even know who he plays for. Went to Brandon. Who gives a shit? Let's move on. Um, some notable free agents that happened right afterwards on the Wednesday, uh, like around midday. Um, Alex picking up Sproles. Um, yeah, he got a lot more work than I expected, which makes me concerned for Miles uh, Sanders. But yeah, Sproles is out there a lot, and it seems like a pretty decent pickup by Alex. Yeah, I think he's a great free agent pickup. He's someone, yeah. He was... Very involved in the offense, way more involved than I think anyone thought. You're right. So I think it will change. It'll tr- slowly transition over. But if somebody goes down and Sproles is still playing, he's going to be involved. Yes. Obviously, Philadelphia likes to use him. So for sure. Um, and the other one that I thought was notable was uh, Steve picking up Gus Edwards. Yeah, for, I think again, that's another there. one too. Yeah. Um, they're Baltimore's going to want to run the ball a lot. He has that similar style to Ingram, but I think Ingram will be that guy for the long time unless something happens to Ingram. But I still think Gus has a part of this offense. He still had, like, he makes an impact, but I think as long as Ingram's there, he's going to be the guy that takes most of that work from Gus Edwards. Yeah, for sure. Gus will, I think he's probably like a RB2, maybe like probably a high end RB2 if Ingram goes down, but if he doesn't, he's probably not overly playable he's just going to be someone who just steals some carries he did look good and obviously he looked fantastic last year so yeah i yeah i think it's a good pickup too i agree cool um well that does it for the waivers and a little bit of the free agent stuff that we just kind of noticed that we liked um now there were three trades that happened this week so yeah. i love that there was some pretty big names being tossed around too like these are probably going to make some sort of an impact on these teams 
So, and that's why you make trades, because you want to make an impact on your squad. So the first one was Steven Taylor. Uh, Steve traded Joe Mixon to Taylor, and then he got Tyrell Williams. Um, and before we even just dive into that, since it changed so quickly right afterwards, five minutes later, Steve trades the newly acquired Tyrell Williams for Mike Williams to Brandon. So now Brandon has Tyrell, Steve has Mike Williams, and Taylor has Joe Mixon. What do you think? Okay, so I'm going to go with the biggest winner of the trade, in my opinion, is going to be Taylor. Steve, I'm not sure why you sent Joe Mixon away. I know I kind of ripped the pick last week as far as I don't think the offensive line is very good. I don't think the team's very good. And obviously he has that ankle injury. But you can't just throw away that second-round pick. He does have a lot of value still. He can still run. He's insanely involved in the offense. So I think that was a mistake to send Joe Mixon away, especially because running backs are more valuable just in general than receivers. Yeah, that was going to be the point that I was about to make was that it's the running back is just more valuable. He, yeah, you're investing so early on Joe Mixon. Yes, he does have the ankle injury, but it doesn't seem like it's anything serious. Um, he could probably be back week three. Um, it's not I think looking. He's gonna, I think he'll play this. Yeah, week. he might even play this week. He was there for the walkthroughs. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely possible, and. It seems like the Cincinnati offense is going to be much better than people predicted before the season started. Yes, there are still massive concerns for the offensive line, but it seems like the offense is flowing in a pretty good state here. Joe Mixon can definitely catch the ball, so he can get out of that offensive line issue by just catching some balls. Um, So it's definitely interesting, and I do think Taylor did win this, but... Tyrell Williams with AB no longer there in Oakland. He seems to be that number one receiving option. Um, so that that was okay. It's fine. But then he trades him away to Mike uh, to Brandon for Mike Williams. Mike Williams is having a knee problem, so you probably yeah. can't even start Mike Williams. You're going from being able to start maybe Joe Mix, maybe Tyrell to not being able to start Mike Williams because he's having concerns over the knee right now. Yeah, and I don't think Mike Williams is going to play. If he does play, he's not going to play a lot. He's going to be very limited. So. Yeah, that's the thing. You're right, Adam. Like, you traded one player with an injury concern for a different player who has a more serious injury concern. Yes. I like the upside of Mike Williams for sure. He's a touchdown guy, but I don't think he has more upside than Joe Mixon. No. I think Joe Mixon has tons of upside. I think he has a lot of upside as well. Um, and then, do you want anything else you want to talk about that kind of three-way trades? It wasn't technically yeah, a three-way trade, but, but it, it kind of kind felt of like it at the end. Yeah, I, I think you're right at making a point of that Tyrell Williams point. He does um, get a ton more value now that AB is out of, this, out of there, and that offense looked pretty good last week. But he is my least favorite player still of that trade. So I would rather have Joe Mixon first, then I'd rather have Mike Williams, then I'd rather then Tyrell Williams be my last choice yeah. if I was going to order the players. Fair enough. So then you think that Brandon got the worst of it then, or no, because of the injury to Mike Williams? It's tough to say. We need to look at Brandon's roster to see if he has to play somebody this week. Then then it would make a difference because you're you're going to have a headache with Mike Williams for a while. But I think at the end of the season you're going to be happy to have him. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I would agree with that. Especially, with, it seems like they need to throw the ball a little bit more. But maybe not because Eckler really showed up last week. Holy so shit. maybe not. We'll get into that later yeah. on when you do the recap of last week. But um, we'll move on to the last trade here, which is in between myself and Andrew. Um, I had, I believe, seven or eight wide receivers on my roster. And I traded away Cooper Cup for Carlos Hyde. Last week, I was talking about my support for Hyde. I did like what I was seeing um, on the field from Hyde. And I think that if he hits the end zone, which, like, I think he's better than Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller's gone. He's taking that role. 
and I think he's going to be very productive, especially if he hits the end zone. I think he's going to be more the goal line back over Duke Johnson. But it was really much more of a roster construction construction situation. Getting Hollywood, getting John Ross, so many wide receivers that I can start. Cup's going to be good. He's going to be a good player, but I needed a little bit more depth at running back, and I'm happy with the trade because of getting that depth. Yeah, I think you're bringing up a good point by talking about roster construction. It's an important point. My So I think I'd rather have Cup between the, the two players. I don't think you're denying that. I get what you're saying with that. But yeah. um, with your receivers, I think they all looked fantastic week one. You're right. But I don't think a lot of them are proven. Michael Gallup, he's not proven. Marquise Brown's not proven. John Ross isn't proven. It doesn't mean they can't hit. But I'm just saying there's a bit more risk there. That's so true. That's why it scares me a bit. I would I like Cooper Cup a lot. I think he's pretty awesome. So that kind of puts a, a damper on it for me. I would rather have Cooper Cup. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Again, it, it, I just put six wide receivers onto the trade block. And Cup was one of them. Um, Andrew reached out to me and said, yeah, I'm interested in Cup. I looked at his roster. Really, I wanted Josh Jacobs. I know he's not going to trade yeah, uh, Cup yeah, for Josh yeah. Jacobs. So I was like, yeah, it seems like the only trade that's going to happen here would be Carlos Hyde. And, I, like, I'm very high on Hyde. So yeah, if it, it makes your team up. better, then it makes your team better. That's yeah. all that really matters. Um, so, yeah, th- those were the trades for this week. Um, I think we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to track these as we go. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say before we really move on um, Stu, congratulations on your championship. Um, let's go into a recap of week one yeah, here. Let's move on. That's good. Um, it was a, definitely a high scoring week for a lot of teams. Um, and not all we'll, of them. <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of teams. Not all the teams, but definitely a lot of them. Um, I am going to start off with my matchup here because okay, this good. is the first one that shows up for me on my screen. Okay. Um, and I'm going to start off with this. Ben dropped an absolute bomb on me this week. 197.16 points. Holy shit. Breaks the record of the most points scored in the history of our league. Just an unbelievable performance by his roster. I scored 131.9 points. That's a very respectable number. Going to yeah, win week. most weeks. Yeah. And, he, and it was over. It was just over. He had just... He just had guys going off everywhere. He had Lamar Jackson for 43, Mark Ingram for 22. I, I knew that it was going to be a massive thing. That's why I picked Ben to beat me this week, uh, or sorry, last week, um, because I knew Miami's defense was going to be so poor, but this was just an outrageous number. He had DeAndre Hopkins go for 23, Amari Cooper for 16, Delaney Walker for 17. That's what really pissed me off. Is like That was the one where like I didn't think something big was going to happen. He still scores 17 points. He scores, two touchdowns, scores yeah. two touchdowns. And then he had Austin Eckler in his flex for 33, the number one running back on the uh, week. And then Zerline for 14. Like It was just an outrageous score for Ben. I had Dak for 41. Barkley, 13.9, which is fine. I expected a little bit more. He, didn't, he didn't, couldn't find the end zone, unfortunately. Um, and then I did have Gallup for 15, which was nice with the Bills defense for 15. But it, it was just not enough to take on this insane score by Ben. Yeah, it was insane. Big players I kind of want to talk about. Well, first, you stole the um, the most points ever in the league from me. So congrats. I'm going to pass it off to you. I'm still a little sad. Yeah. That was one of the only things I really had going for me in this league. 
And another thing I lost last week, so it just kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of losses, a lot of L's for Chris yeah. this past week. Um, yeah, Chris had 193 points last year, which blew out the first place, which was Steve 177 in 2016. So back-to-back years of just blowing out the top score ever in a week. So congratulations, Ben. You, you put up a, an absolute bomb this week. Yeah. Do you think Austin Eckler going forward, like, he, he really impressed me. He did look really good. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon's probably just sitting there like, ah, like shit. Yeah, no, he, it, it <laughs> seems he'll probably still sit out, stay healthy until week eight or whatever it is. To, he needs to be eligible to accrue a year, and then he'll move on from there, I think. But yeah, Eckler for at least the first eight weeks is going to be a dynamo, I think. Yeah, he absolutely can be. He shows he's a dual threat player. He can get open. His receiving abilities are incredible. He's one of the best receiving running backs in the league, so he had a great week. Good job, Ben. Fantastic performance. Do you want to move over and talk about your guys a bit? Um, I kind of did already a little bit. Dak and Gallup, I'm really happy yeah, about that situation. Ones, yeah. I was really high on Gallup. Ben actually, um, before week one, had asked if I was willing to give up Gallup, and I told him I'm really high on him. I'm it's I'm probably not going to let him go. And then it's kind of ended there. We didn't move any more forward, and I'm definitely glad that I've so you held on. it's been confirmed that, I'm re- that Gallup's an excellent player. Didn't hit the end zone, but he had 158 receiving yards. I think that like kind of pace will continue. Maybe not that many receiving yards, but maybe 100 with a touchdown or something yeah, to go along with that'd it. That would be amazing so, if you keep doing that. Yeah, so I'm hoping that will continue and I have a, another good week coming up here. But I think that that's what I want to talk about for that matchup at least. I want to just quick talk about Darren Waller. He's a guy uh-huh. you picked up pretty late. He had seven receptions for 70 yards. That's fantastic coming out of your tight end. He looks like he's going to be hyper True. I did have Hooper. I drafted him super late. I missed out on all, all the tight ends I was really looking for in the draft, unfortunately. And then, yeah, it was a couple minutes before the start of week one. I snagged Waller. I was hearing good things from the camp of Oakland and all those kind of things. And, yeah, seven for 70. I'm hoping that yardage goes up a little bit, but I would prefer the upside of Waller over Hooper any day. Yeah, I think it was a great pickup. Okay, who do we want to talk about next? Um, Let's go to Return of the Mac, which is Steve's team versus Goff and Cold Madison, which is Andrew's squad. All right. Steve, 99.56 points, and Gould, 93.44. Low scoring. Nobody breaks 100 points, which is tough. But Steve... (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) But Steve still does get that win, which I know hurts Gould's soul a lot. Yeah, both quarterbacks put up pretty poor performances. We have 11 points from Jared Goff, 5 points from Cam Newton. That's very, very frustrating for... For both teams, you're not usually going to have a high score if your quarterbacks can't put up any points. Someone I want to quick talk about is Marlon Mack, who had 174 rushing yards and a touchdown and also a two-point conversion. 25.4 points. Yeah. That's big. I didn't I didn't expect the offense to be, or especially Marlon Mack, to be that effective without Andrew Luck. I, I really liked Marlon Mack in the offseason, yeah. but it, it really did change for me when I didn't think the offense would be as good. He still looked incredible. Wow. Um, and then Steve also had Alshon Jeffrey, who had 49 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown, two rush yards and a rush touchdown. Yeah. So that's another big week for Alshon, 17.1 points. Yeah, um, maybe not expecting two touchdowns a week from Jeffrey, but he, he played very well. Yeah, he did. He looked fantastic out there. I, I'm hoping more of that goes to Deshaun Jackson, that just being a biased point of view on my side. But it's like I like to see 
the talented players in Philadelphia, which I kind of projected to do well this year, start to do well too, and that looks awesome. Yeah, um, and it might explain Steve's willingness to toss Joe Mixon to the curb because Mixon only had 1.7 points. He so, was hurt, Steve. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. He, he was hurt. Like, what can you do? He's not on the field. It, it's a tough situation. Yeah. But that would definitely, like, he looks at that. It's a tiny number. He's like, I got to get this guy off my team. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I don't think, um, I know I did give some support for, for Duke Johnson, but I think you should have just left your roster the way it was. I think you had some good talent at a bunch of different places. I don't think you needed to change anything. I really don't, Steve, but. Well, again, he had under 100 points, so... Yeah, but like, that, was, that was... Okay, so change Cam Newton, then. Because yes. he, he was clearly the biggest issue, and That's still true. is again this past week. But, yeah, we'll get into that, yeah, too. I'm sure um, Steve's feeling it. Yeah, yeah. and then for, for Andrew's team, he had two guys that really allowed him to have a lot of points, which was Dalvin Cook, 24 points. That dude is electric. As long as he can stay healthy, he's incredible. And I'm expecting yeah. numbers like this every yeah, week he, as young. like I honestly am expecting that every single week from Cook as long as he's on the field yeah he's he's super talented I don't think anyone denies that whenever he's on the field he looks amazing he just hasn't been able to stay on the field so if he does it this year he's he's one of, gonna be one of the best running backs he's so good yeah and then the other guy that helped out uh, Andrew a lot was um, Josh Jacobs the rookie first game 23.3 points 85 rush yards two rush touchdowns and 28 receiving yards I think you need to be extremely happy with how he performed and it, it's again seems like that will continue yeah it's not he wasn't overly efficient i think he had 23 carries for that 85 rush yards that really doesn't matter it's the to usage me. though yeah exactly he was hyper involved that's insane that's amazing he was targeted in the receiving game he scored a bunch of times and he was given a ton of carries oh yeah that's exciting that's very very yeah exciting. so although andrew had a very um weak performance there are some bright spots that he can grasp onto i know for sure that he is Disappointed with the performance by Juju Smith-Schuster and George Kittle, though. Juju, 7.8 points. Like, that's fine. It's less than fine, actually. It's not great. Yeah. But you, you definitely expect more from Juju. You do, and yeah. then, again, same thing. You expect a lot more from Kittle as well. Yeah, so that's kind of what hurt you, right? I think um, Robbie Anderson, he was frustrating to watch in that game because you could see he was getting open. He was, he was open. getting open. And then uh, Sam Darnold just couldn't hit him. So it wasn't a lack of talent on Robbie Anderson's part. It wasn't a lack of, lack of ability by any means. It was Sam Darnold not giving him the opportunity to score. If he hits one of those, I think he had two bombs that, that should have been touchdowns that Sam Darnold missed on. Yeah, so. and part of what was the conversation that Andrew and I were having when we were trying to make this trade, because he was not fully invested. I had sent the trade and said, okay, if you want to accept it, go for it. Um, but he was still very high on Robbie Anderson, didn't think that he might need Cup that much. Um, but, and he was bringing up how he was open, all those kind of things, and I would just bring up, well, maybe Darnold will continue to miss him. Like, maybe that will be something that always happens where Robbie's open, but he just, Darnold can't get it done. And then now, I guess, this is kind of getting into week two now, but now with Darnold has mono, yeah. he's done for at least a month. And I think it's going to be longer than that, too, especially as, like, an athlete. So, say, you, I thought it was two weeks for sure that is insane as okay, someone who's so had mono okay um i got it from andrew we were sharing a nice asian noodle meal and then at the end of it we just made out really hard <laughs> and i got mono from so that really sucked <laughs> um so yes as somebody who's had mono and understands it was during high school so yeah it was really weird because darnold's like not in college or not in high school or whatever it was a strange time for him to get mono but like you're done for a month like you can like you're awake for like a couple hours during the day the rest of the time you're just sleeping 
And so like his body, he's going to lose so much weight. He's going to lose a lot of muscle mass. It's going to take a long time for him to get back into playing shape. And on top of that, in the end, your spleen is inflamed because it's been trying to like process everything that's going on. So at the time I was playing basketball, I couldn't play in games for a long time because the doctor couldn't clear me because my spleen was still like inflamed. Interesting. So it's, good to know that it's one of those things where Darnold's going to be out for much longer than I think people expect. Two weeks is insane. There's no chance. There's a 0% chance that he's back after two weeks. What I think, uh, what I thought was weird is if I'm Adam Gase, I'm not telling people right now that he's out. Why? Like, why? Oh. Just be like, oh, questionable with an illness, even if you do Fair enough. know he's not playing. Because then now the team is completely planning differently. Not that Trevor Simeon has a ton to plan for, but just strategically, why are you saying that? Yeah, it's like, well, take a page out of Bill Belichick's thing. Like, will AB play? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, like, like, yeah we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to tell you my playbook. Like, yeah, like Adam Gase probably should have done that. Yeah, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then Goff did garbage, 11 points. Let's go to the next matchup here. Um, and I think we should go to yours, Chris. Um, no. Cooking into Woods getting oh, shoved no. in versus walking over to Mahomes, which is Brandon's team. You had 83.52 points. And Chris? Maybe you should pull the fucking trigger. Pull the trigger is back, and Chris, you are our week one pull the trigger winner, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's well, not lose, a win. No, no it's yeah. horrible. It, yeah, <laughs> it, you're the loser for sure. You get 83.52 points. You have injuries. You got lose Tyreek Hill in the first half. You lose uh, Coleman, I think, is in the first half as well. Yeah, both of them. Um, so and both those guys are going to be out for next week as well. Who knows how long it's going to be for Tyreek. It's going to be at least four to six weeks. Coleman, what are the, what's the projections for Coleman here? They're saying week to week. Okay, so, it's, so who knows yeah. there. Like, and again, it's just not a great situation for you. Definitely have to pull the trigger, not just from getting the lowest amount of points in the week, but also losing two like, really big guys for your roster. Yeah, just looking at like the... The outlook of my team right now, I've lost two starters, two of my first five picks. It just hurts. I don't like the direction my team is heading right now. I'm I'm very down on it. I'm hoping that I can kind of pull something out and get lucky, but I don't see myself winning until these guys are back. I really don't. Yes. They're, they're huge parts of my offense. Another little quick point I wanted to make, I didn't, I didn't bring it up to you earlier, Adam, but uh, the Seahawks defense got me 13 points, and I lost, obviously I lost the... Okay, let's quick talk about the gauntlet, because I just got knocked out of the gauntlet. Sure, absolutely. So we'll get into our gauntlet segment. If it will go. <laughs> Loading. It is the gauntlet segment. Just to remind you from last week, we're starting something new this year where we're going to track everybody's team. If you get the least amount of points in the week, you are eliminated from the gauntlet. You cannot win that wonderful chalice um, that we have posted. Um, And yes, Chris, you have been eliminated from it. Week one, that's got to hurt. Yeah, it does hurt. And just a few things that obviously didn't go my way this week. Sony Michelle had 15 carries for 14 yards, which is bonkers. Wow. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, that's horrible. And also the Seahawks defense, so 13 points. But right at the end of the half, there was a bomb to John Roche that was 
underplayed by the by the defense, yep. and then he just made that play. If that doesn't happen, if he doesn't come down with that, I'm not out of the gauntlet. That's it true. Was, it sucks, man. It really sucks. So I wanted to be in it. I was. It, I'm really down about it, and I was just looking. I lost to Nolan by point seven points at seven yards. I was so close. Yeah, that's tough. When like we, there's so much excitement, at least with us, because we're yeah, starting we this yeah. segment. We want to be involved in it. And Chris is right away. See you later. Not involved any longer. Eliminated from the gauntlet. And then yeah, like you said, it's se- it was seven yard difference. Yeah. And if that one play doesn't happen, if they even just knock it down, it's a completely different game for you. Yeah. So. It is what it is. Um, I'm happy to still talk about the gauntlet for everybody else, but I really do wish I was still in it. For sure. Um, I don't think I even said how many points Brandon got, but he had 137.22 points, so it's not like you were close in this matchup either. He really put on a show. Um, And it's going to be similar to what he tried to do last year. He has Mahomes, and Mahomes put up 33 points. Excellent week for sure. And then he also has a stack with Sammy Watkins, 198 receiving yards with three touchdowns. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's the the big thing. And it hurt even more with Ty- Tyreek Hill going down because yes. now Sammy Watkins becomes more involved. He's the number one. Yeah. And this is going to be something for the next few weeks that that stock's going to be incredible. As long as Sammy Watkins can stay healthy. As long as he, stay healthy. Yeah, he looked so good. He looked so, so good. So that stack was devastating. It destroyed my life. It happened, I think, like... At the first drive, there was a bomb from Patrick Mahomes to Sammy Watkins. I'm like, oh my god! Well, I think it was actually just like, yeah, it wasn't even a bomb. It oh. was a short play where like people just seemed to be not guarding Sammy yeah, Watkins, and he just went to the house with it. Like he, he was fast. He looked really fast. Like he earned the touchdown. But yeah, the throw was short, and he just went with it. Yeah, it was hard to watch. I remember just watching that on the screen. I'm like, that's Sammy Watkins, <laughs> and just watched for five seconds. It was my heart just sunk because I'm like, he's gonna score right now, and this is double points yeah. as it goes. It was horrible. Yeah. That's that's definitely a tough one. I would not... Yeah, you want to watch it because you want to see Tyreek, but then that ended very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It was horrible. So that's too bad. Uh, congrats on your win, Brandon. Anyone else on Brandon's team that you want to talk about? I don't think anyone else really had any huge performances. Um, I thought it was interesting to see Bell back after being a year oh, out. Yeah, and he, right? he was definitely used, as you know the Jets will use him. But it was 60 rush yards, not a huge amount. 32 receiving yards, not a huge amount. But he had a receiving touchdown and a two-point conversion. I think it was like back-to-back, too, that happened. And so 17.2 points, that's an excellent week for a running back. And I, I can definitely see that like, continuing to happen. They're going to try and run the ball through Bell, especially now with Darnold gone. I think Bell's going to be very good. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of those guys who gets 90 to 100 yards a game when you mix that between rushing and receiving and a touchdown. And I think that's going to be pretty consistent. Yeah, I agree. So that's a great number. If you can keep getting 16, 17 points a week, that's awesome. Um, and do we, yeah, are, are we good with, do we need to talk about anybody else on your roster or anybody in general? Um, no, it was just poor performances all around. Like I didn't really score. Carson Wentz looked good. Yeah, that's um, true. Actually, he was, he did better than I expected. So yeah, but yeah, I think we're good to move on. Okay. Uh, and then we're going on to Cook Baker touchdown maker for Nolan, 84.3 points, that seven-yard difference there. Yeah. And then against Bolt Gang, which is Alex, for 138.22 points. So a great week for Alex, for sure, and not a great week for Nolan. Um, Baker, he got hit a lot that game. Like yes, he, he did. You could tell by the end of that game, he was sore. He, was, he definitely needed to hit an ice bath, hit a hot tub. Like, it was, like he was definitely knocked around and he threw three interceptions which is not good and not what you're expecting at all 
No, it's not what you're expecting for sure. That offensive line, I think you brought up a good point about Baker getting smoked. That offensive line wasn't holding up very well yeah. at all. They lost Kevin Zeitler, their um, right guard. Maybe that's making a bigger difference mm-hmm. than people thought. And I think... Uh, I think Cam Robinson went down after, or he got kicked out for kicking somebody in the oh, face. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's two starting linemen that, that go down. And then when you're in kind of desperation mode, throwing picks at the end of the game, it sucks for your fantasy out, um, performance that week. I'm not too, too concerned about how he can do in the future because I do think Baker Mayfield's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I agree. But he had, yeah, you had some awful performances too. Devontae Adams only putting up 36 yards against that really, really good Chicago defense. They were on the road in Chicago. Week one, that's not something that's overly concerning to me. I don't know about you, Adam. Yeah, it's it doesn't concern me that much. Like it, it was one of those weeks for that player, and he's just not going to work out this week. But I see good things happening in the future for sure. Yeah, I think Nolan's team is it's going to get better. There's going to be brighter days ahead. You had some talented players who didn't do what you wanted them to do. When your highest scoring player is your defense, you know you've had a rough week. Yeah. Now it is the Bears' defense. Um, they got 14 points, um, which is not like that's not even that high. And you definitely drafted the Bears' defense earlier because the you they were the clear number one defense. Mm-hmm. But they're only getting those 14 points. It is Green Bay, but um, you're hoping for even more points out of that defense when you draft them before everybody else. Um, and then your second highest player was Josh Gordon highest player um and uh <laughs> he had 13.3 points 73 receiving yards and a touchdown things are looking good but now with antonio brown there those are very very similar players what do you think projecting forward for josh gordon yeah i'm that's what i'm trying to figure out how this is all going to work out is antonio brown is he going to take away targets from edelman because Antonio Brown's a guy who can he can literally play anywhere on the field. He can go into the slot. He can run underneath routes very, very well. Mm-hmm. He can also play on the outside. He can run down the field well, too. I I have a hard time seeing Julian Edelman not being involved in this offense. Oh, yeah. I really do. So that means, in my eyes, a target hog like Antonio Brown, if he's going to be a target hog, is going to take targets away from Josh Gordon. He can still have those bomb plays. He's a fantastic player. He looked amazing on that touchdown. Just he did stronger, better than everyone else. So that was cool to see. Yeah, Josh Gordon still is an excellent elite wide receiver. Like yeah. that's not changing at all. But I do think that Edelman kind of stays the same, and Josh Gordon is the one that kind of gets downgraded, um, unfortunately for Nolan because of that Antonio Brown situation. Because yeah. they are, I feel like they'll be tried to be used similarly, and Josh Gordon will get hurt a little bit from that. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. It's hard. Because I, I love Josh Gordon, so I want to cheer for Josh yeah, Gordon. Yeah, for sure. And I don't like Antonio Brown, so I don't want to cheer for him. But you have to look at the talent. There's yeah. there's not a more talented player in the league than Antonio Brown. There was one point, I forget where I was listening to, I think it was on Pro Football Focus, that was talking about how the difference has been between Antonio Brown and how he's been used. So in Pittsburgh, he would, when he's going to do, say, a dig, or when he's going to cut across the middle, he would always make his route, he would change it off of how the DB was playing. So say... He gets the DB to turn, and now he's going to cut. So it could okay. be 10 yards down the field. It could be 13 yards down the field. And Big Ben and him just had this knowing that when it happens, now you're going to hit me. Uh, but that's not how the Patriots work. Patriots are timing. Everything is timing. The ball gets out of your hands fast. So how can he translate? I think he'll be fine because he's so talented, but he's going to have to play a far different role than he's played in the past. Yeah, there's going to be an adjustment period for sure, and it usually does take players a little bit longer to get used to that New England Patriots offense so it'll be very interesting to see what happens this week he is in my lineup right now but I might not even start him because 
the playbook's so massive. I'm hearing that he's still not quite at the point where they want him to be with the playbook. But he's so amazing. Miami's defense is awful. I don't know. We'll get into that, I guess, when we get into the other week things. But I guess let's start off with Josh Gordon, and we'll kind of end it there. Yeah. Um, last week, I did talk about Josh Gordon's Instagram, and I went and double-checked to make sure that I wasn't just talking out of my ass. And there was nothing. There was no weird stuff. He had deleted all these things. There was, like, a, not that many pictures there. It was just some giant black dude. Black dude, And I was like, okay, well, like, this is Josh Gordon. I guess he doesn't have all those weird things. And then he did not let me down just before week one started. He put out the weirdest video on his Instagram. There's two dogs fighting over a fish on the beach and everything's fine. And all of a sudden a whale comes up right to the shore. And then where is Josh Gordon? He comes out of the whale's mouth and it's like, (laughs) let's start week one. I'm like, oh my God. Like I was correct 100%. Please. It's at Flash, I believe is all it is on Instagram. Feel free to check it out because I think every week this is what he does. He releases some like wild video. Check out the whale video. Um, I just wanted to make it. Make a point of that. Make a point of that. Yeah. Oh, I love Josh Gordon. He's awesome. All right. uh, Let's go. Actually, did we even talk about Austin (laughs) C? Good week, Alex. Yeah. Good week, Alex. We'll move on. No. Um, So, Bolt Gang, he's going with uh, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. And Rivers, 29.92 points. Excellent week for him. Christian McCaffrey with 32.9 points. I think that was probably the number two running back on the week behind Eckler. Yeah, he looked Um, awesome. And then he had Keenan Allen going for 123 yards and a receiving touchdown. Definitely happy with that performance from those guys for sure. Yeah, those are some big weeks. Yeah, we'll talk about Christian McCaffrey's this week, next week. But he looked awesome this week. He was hyper-involved. It's nice to see when you have a player who's so involved in both the rushing and the receiving game is just you, he's game script proof, right? So I love Christian McCaffrey. I think uh, Philip Rivers looks great. And it was nice to see Keenan Allen kind of picking up and playing well too. Yeah, and I, actually, I don't even know if we mentioned it or not. This is a Saturday episode, so we usually try and get it before those Thursday night games. It didn't happen this week, so that's why we'll have a little bit more information when we get into um, our week two uh, predictions. predictions yeah. um, okay, let's go on to Hard Men versus Scantling Clad. So that is Taylor versus. Do and Taylor had 99.2 points, not breaking that 100 mark, which is tough. And then Scantling Clyde with 123, that's that's solid. Like, you know, yeah. it's a good performance. It's going to get wins most week, not every week, but most weeks. Um, and the explanation to his name is that it's scantily clad. But when you need to explain it, like, it's usually not nice. the best nickname. So, but whatever, there it is. It is. Um, we're and not smart enough. We're not smart enough. And then with Taylor's the hard men, it's because he has. M- Nikhil, what's his name? Hardman? Yeah, um, Mikol Hardman. Mikol, yeah. thank you. Mikol Hardman. So that one makes sense, and I understood that one. But yeah. how did the players do? Russell Wilson, only 20 points. That's You need more from your quarterback, really. Like He didn't, he didn't screw you, but you want a little bit more yeah, out of your not, quarterback for sure. It's hard to win with it, yeah. Um, David Johnson, though, almost 20 points there. 82 rush yards, 55 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. Things seem to be working well. He's been... A guy that's tough to read lately because you just don't know what's going on with that offense, but he did very well in week one. Yeah, that was a, a big one I wanted to talk about, and he's a guy I was kind of watching last week. It's good to see, again, a player who is involved in the rushing and the receiving game. He's a, Clearly, he's a dual threat. He's a fantastic receiver. He's a good running back. He's kind of struggled with a poor offensive system last year. I want to see if he is still that guy that we saw a few years ago who scored 20 touchdowns. I don't. I don't, obviously don't project that no. again. 
but can he get up there? Can he be one of the top running backs again? I think he has the talent. I think he's still there. Yeah, so he could definitely exciting. be a number one running back this year. I, I definitely see that. Yeah, with going Darius Geis going down, getting put on IR, like I I feel bad for the dude. Like he's. He's clearly he's trying to get back. He's trying to be healthy. He just keeps getting injury after injury. Yeah, so that's why I was so glad. Like I did, I was talking him up last episode, and he was completely off my board because of all those injury things that were going on. And it just it continues for the guy. And like yeah. like you said, I do feel so bad for him because he is super talented. In college, you saw I saw some highlights from him, and he, he was quite amazing. Yeah, but he just cannot seem to stay healthy even for a moment in the NFL and it's tough. And so you drafted him not super early, but probably earlier than you would probably expect it. Cause there's a lot of hype going into the season um, for him after he was like, okay, he's healthy now. Like everything's good. He's going to be the number one guy yeah. and it just really hurts you. So that's going to be something to watch for Taylor's team. And if he can recover from that, well, that's um, he has Joe Mixon. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So he, he goes and he gets Joe Mixon to uh, repair that. So excellent job by Taylor going after him. That's good. Yeah. I thought it was a great pickup. Uh, makes your team instantly better. Again, you have great receivers still. Your starting receivers are Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, and Stefan Diggs. And now you get to move Joe Mixon in, which is fantastic. Um, Doesn't I, help you last week, but in the this week coming up, hopefully that'll help yeah, you. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go to the other side if you're good with that, Adam. Yep. Deshaun Watson. He's he's just so fun to watch. I love watching Deshaun Watson play. Oh, I love it! That rushing touchdown where he like so he's on the sideline. It looks like it might go out. He just like, somehow was able to keep his body in, goes in to the, for the end zone. Like that was that was awesome. I think on the we, the show last week, Adam, we were talking about like how he's truly the best dual threat quarterback, yes. right? Because he can he can throw very very well, surprisingly well. A guy, just a thing I like about Deshaun Watson is he plays his best in big games. He did it in college too, and he's just. When the when the lights are on, he steps up and he plays awesome. I'm a I'm a big fan. He always looked amazing and he looks like he'd be really good, especially with the addition of Kenny Stills. Even though he might not be a big fantasy contributor, he makes the offense better. He really does. Oh, so. absolutely. Um, the one player, Mark Andrews, that I really wanted to highlight from uh, Stu's team, tight end for Baltimore. He had two touchdowns fairly late in that game. It was already a blowout, really. Yeah. Um, but he had 16.8 points. I do think that it's going to continue. I don't... I'm, oh, sorry, sorry. My apologies. He only had the one receiving touchdown, but he had 108 receiving yards. I think those that yardage will still stay fairly around that range, and then every once in a while he'll get a, a touchdown. I think that's going to be an excellent tight end for him. He was one of those guys that unfortunately I missed out on, but now I have Waller, so I feel fairly comfortable. Feel better. Uh, Devontae Freedom are the or sorry, freedom. freedom freedom <laughs> yeah Devontae Freedom I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah, roll with that for sure um, are the alarm bells going off for that oh for sure I've, I've always had my concerns over Freedom and who knows what's gonna happen into the future that he was splitting carries with Ito Smith and Ito's not, bad Ito's he's not, not a, a good player, player. No. and he, he, he just 19 rush yards one fumble 12 receiving yards that's rough. Like, Minnesota has a pretty good defense, but Atlanta's supposed to have a really awesome offense. Like, yeah. you should be able to run the ball. I've never been super high on Freeman. I know a lot of people are, but I'm not that surprised that he's not, like, exploding right now. No, that offensive line is still dealing with injuries, too, and that offensive line looks really bad. So I am, I'm very concerned about him as well. I don't, I don't like the the future for him right now unless he can turn some things around which is uh, scary um, I think one thing that should be mentioned um, from Taylor's team is um, Evan Ingram 
Um, he oh, did have yes, 17.6 points, yeah. 116 receiving yards with one receiving touchdown. That, again, I think him and Mark Andrews are kind of in that same kind of boat where the offense needs to use them. Um, I think even more so for Ingram. They need to use him. Yeah. This come, upcoming week, Sterling Shepard's out, so they're going to be having to use him even more. He's an excellent receiving tight end, and I think they're going to use him a lot, and that's going to be a consistent amount of score for him throughout the season, I think. Yeah, he's the number one receiving threat on that team, even though he's a tight end, yes. which is, is what you want in your tight end. That's oh, fantastic sure. to see. So if he can stay healthy... He's going to be it's amazing. Kind of like, I guess a, a better comparison might be Kittle. Yeah, yeah like Kittle is that number one receiver, I think, for yeah, the 49ers. Is, yeah. So I think that's a good comparison as well. For sure. Um, last matchup of week one, we have I Shower With My Socks, Fraser, 122.56 points against Fornicating Cousins, which is Danny for 144.3 points. This was a very high-scoring game, a great matchup. Yeah. This is the one that I wanted to watch. I ripped them apart for, again, this would be like maybe their only win. Man, they proved me wrong. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I guess. We'll see. Yes. And he had some uh, some outliers. No, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. So, big players I want to talk about on Danny's team. Um, first one's gonna be T.J. Hawkinson. Broke the record for receiving uh, for receiving yards for a tight end in his rookie game or his first game in the league. Yep. He looked incredible. Oh yeah. I'm putting an asterisk beside it just because it was against the Cardinals. So let's see if he can do it again. I have Hawkinson in both my other leagues. So I'm deep in on Hawkinson. Yeah, I really love the dude. I think he's an amazing talent. I believe, wasn't he picked in the top 10 in the draft? Yeah, like, yeah. His, and he's going to be, because he can do it all. You're right. He's a, he's an unreal player. Yes. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be on the field all the time because he can do it all. And, and that's I think he played 100% of snaps. Did he not? Or like, uh, I don't know. It we're, could, we're, yeah. Again, I'm just throwing words out there and hopefully there's this hopefully confirming or not yeah. <laughs> but like, he, I just know that he was, he was on the field a lot, and I think that's going to continue, and they're going to use him a lot. So I, I, I don't think this is that much of an outlier. Okay, yeah, we'll see. It's just I, I guess in general, I think that the passing game of the Lions was an outlier last week. I don't think that they want to do that. They want to run the ball. Yeah. Okay. That being said, though, I, I do think the main targets in that offense for the receiving game are going to be TJ Hawkinson and Marvin and um, Kenny Galladay. I think yeah. those are the two guys they want to go with. Yeah. So I, I think it was a great pick. It was something I was nervous about just because rookie tight ends generally have a hard time establishing themselves in the NFL. TJ Hawkinson did not have an issue. I think he's he different. Looked, yeah, he clearly shows he's different. Maybe he's the next Gronk. That's yeah. exciting. Uh, Cortland Sutton is someone I want to talk about too. When I was watching him play, 120 receiving yards, which is awesome. I haven't been a big fan of Cortland Sutton just in the past because when I, whenever I watch him play, he, he catches the ball with his body. Mm. He doesn't reach out and catch with his hands. And I was like, why are you doing that? You can't, you can't win contested uh, catches in the NFL doing that. Last game, I thought he had leveled up. He looked really good. He's running good routes. He's catching the ball well with his hands. He looked impressive on the field. We'll see. Again, it could be an Oakland situation. They lost uh, one of their corners in that game. We'll see. I don't they think they lost this, Abrams, the safety. Yeah, they lost their safety. Or well, they also lost Gary and Conley, which okay. is so they had two two secondary players go down. Um, I don't think this is going to be a very good passing offense. Just in yeah, general. that's my concern. Is like he had a very good week, and I was in the same boat last year. He was a guy that I was watching, and then he disappointed me. So I wasn't really looking at him this year. But now, okay, yeah, it looks like he has made those improvements. He has leveled up, and. 
it's going to be very interesting to see how he does throughout the year. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, he's someone I really want to actually watch this week to see if it was a, a fluky week one sort of thing or if it's going to be a fantastic pick. Yeah, and then um, for Danny's team, the Chris Carson, I thought that was his best draft pick, and he's he's showing what we thought, or at least I thought Chris Carson was going to do. Yeah. 46 rush yards with a rush touchdown, and then he had 34 receiving yards with a receiving touchdown, which means he's getting that receiving work, which is excellent. That really helps your upside as a running back. Really does, 18 yeah. points. And I think that's going to be something that that continues for sure. Um, and then he had T.Y. Hilton going for 87 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. That was a shock to me. Yeah, that was a big performance. I was, I was pretty high. That was T.Y. was the guy I thought was his best pick because I do think he's going to be better this year. That's not what I'm projecting at all, though. I don't, I don't see a 20 point week no. every week. No, uh, this offense still is going to be a downgrade from uh, what it was last year, but. It was good to see some life in that team, and I do think it moves T.Y. Hilton up just in general. But another side, on the other side, Christian Kirk, I think, is getting a, a knockdown in my eyes too because I think that offense wanted to go to Fitz rather than Christian Kirk, and we were everyone's kind of projecting that turn go towards Kirk, Kirk this year. Let's see if it happens later in the year. But when the team needed to move the ball late in the game, it was Fitz. It was Fitz. Larry it was Fitz. Legend. Like yeah. they're figuring it out. Kyler Murray is like, oh, okay, this guy's a legend for a reason. Get this guy the ball. He makes things happen for the team. And yeah, so Danny had Kirk with only sixty uh, or six point four points, and then Fraser on the other end actually did have Larry Fitzgerald going for seventeen point three points, one hundred thirteen receiving yards and the receiving touchdown. The only reason they even got a tie out of that was Larry Legend. Oh yeah, for sure. I like to see when Larry again late. Big moments, he makes big plays. I love it. O.J. Howard looked very poor in that Oof. game. Uh, again, we'll talk about him for his Thursday night performance when we get there. Uh, Derrick Henry had a huge, huge performance for Frazier. He had that 75-yard touchdown. That it's was one of those weird, things. Man. Like he, he just does that. Like He has those big explosion games or those bo- big explosion plays that just allow things to happen. And so... It worked out for sure this week. 27.9 points. That's an amazing week. Yeah. It, the inconsistency is going to be a nightmare, but it, hey, it's working out for... Well, I guess Fraser got the loss, so it didn't work out that well, but still, you, you're yeah, definitely he, not he mad at 27.9 It wasn't Henry's fault at all that there was a loss there. Um, it He looks so slow because he's so giant, but he's guys huge. can't catch him. He's like, huge. I was he's watching, so the, the, the guys were running hard. They looked like... the. The safeties were running fast. It's just they couldn't quite get to him. Like he was, he's just that good. <laughs> I don't so, think he got touched on that play. It was well. Yeah, I think Did didn't he? he have like a stiff arm or something in there? Oh, like yeah. he got, he had he's, some sort of a separation, and then guys just couldn't catch him. It was weird. I love watching him play because he's you're right. He's just so much bigger than everyone else. It's weird. Yeah, he's a unit. but he's fast. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery, oh, quick. Yeah. Poor performance. You were kind of talking about it. He looked like the best player on he, that. By far, he looked like so. the best running back there, maybe even the best like offensive player on the field. And they just weren't giving the ball. It made no sense to me at all. Every time he touched it, you could clearly see he was making something out of nothing. Yeah. Even if it was only like a three or four yard gain, it would have been like a loss or a no gain, and he was making things happen. So I'm hoping that this week they figure that out. Yeah, that was smart stupid. Up a bit. Yeah, I agree, and I do think they will. That's kind of how I'm going to see it going forward. Okay. So, yeah, I think, yeah, we've 
definitely got into really good in-depth talk yeah. about last week here. Um, so we are going to get into our last part here, which is the weekly picks. Um, just a little update from last week. We did have one difference, which was the Fraser and Danny game. Um, and I picked Danny. Luckily, you picked Fraser. Um, clearly, we it was it was a close matchup there. Fraser put up a lot of points, but yeah. I did get that win. So on the season so far, I have four wins um, and you have three. So we're still really tight, really close here. It's right there. Good. And Good um, yeah, so just a reminder, whoever doesn't get it for the regular season, whoever has the least amount of picks for the win, chugging a beer, whipped cream directly to the face right after. Yep. Um, now let's get into our week two picks here. Um, okay. And we want to start off with our matchup. This is a big one, Adam. It's the two hosts going forward here. Cooking both, in the we, woods. We get, both have L's. Yeah. We both yes. need it. We both need it. Cooking in the woods, getting chubby. Horrible week one. Horrible week one. Gallup Miles to hide from Brown. Great week one, but you still got the L. Still got the L. So this is this is important. I think this is big for me especially. I don't think that there's really high hopes for your team this week with all those injuries. So it would be a very big disappointment if I cannot pull out this win. Yeah, um, I agree. I am at a severe disadvantage here. What I'm going to do right now, Adam, is talk about all the things that could go wrong for your team. Oh, perfect. That is the only way that I can win. So this is what I need to happen. I'm going to go through it here, okay? Okay. I think Dak Prescott is pretty safe just in general. I think he's going to be fine. Thank you. All right, so I'm not going to go there too much. Matt Brenda, he's going to lose all the carries to the Mustard Man, (laughs) which is fantastic. Because if you look on the other side, the Mustard Man is in my starting lineup. Yes, he is. So that's what we need. Saquon Barkley is going to get shut down by an incredible Buffalo defense. Who actually, they look really good last year. They're my defense, yeah, they look good. That being said, they're your defense, so what I need to happen is Eli Manning is going to play out of his mind. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) But not go to Barkley. Exactly. Evan Ingram and Eli Manning are going to have a great game. I'm going to project three rushing touchdowns from Eli Manning. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. Adam Thielen didn't get many catches last, last game. True. That team didn't pass the ball much. This week. They threw the ball 10 times. Yeah. That's 98 crazy. yards passing. That's ridiculous. It's going to happen again this week. He's in trouble. Michael Gallup, he was a one-week guy. No. He's nowhere. No, I don't even feel that way <laughs> at all. I think Michael Gallup's awesome. Marquise Brown, his hip, his hip starts acting up. He needs to take the game It's off. okay. He only needs five snaps. He'll get three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Darren Waller, he can't do it. He needs to go back to the drugs. <laughs> That's so bad to say. I really, really don't want that to happen. I no, love no. the guy. Yeah. But that's what I'm kind of projecting happening. Antonio Brown, he's just not ready in the offense. He might not even him... start for me, to be honest. But, right. Yeah. Well, if if he does start for you, he's just not ready. Right. And then uh, Matt Prater, he can't kick a ball. He kicks everything out of bounds. And then the Bills defense get lit up by Eli Manning. All right. That's how I win this week. And that um, is the only way I win this week. Yeah, you had DJ Moore play on Thursday, 89 receiving yards, and it should have been way more. Cam looks like garbage oh out there. God. He cannot throw the ball. That is that is concerning. That is very, very concerning. Man, I was up on Curtis Samuel before the season started, and now I'm super glad that Gould got him before me because like I would I yeah, I just have no confidence in Cam throwing the ball anymore. It's just, what bugs me is, like, why aren't you running the ball, Kim? Because that's what makes the offense dynamic. Well, apparently, apparently his foot's fine, too, so yeah, it's not that no shoulder's injury. fine is what they say. It's, it's not. He doesn't look fine. The team doesn't look like it's, it's moving the right way. He threw the ball 50 times, which is a lot. Especially yeah. with the shoulder injury, that's yeah. a lot. 
But clearly, this team isn't moving the ball. I don't think they've had a, a passing touchdown yet this season. Um, I cannot confirm or deny, but it's definitely possible because McCaffrey went off last week. Yeah, and if he did, maybe it was a McCaffrey touchdown. But I don't think any of the receivers have anything to score yet. So it's just it's frustrating to see. And uh, it's nice to see that DJ Moore, he's, he's very involved in the offense. He had a lot of targets. 89 yards is, is fine, but I, w- I would like a touchdown along with that for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like with your squad here, we'll see how Wentz does again. Could be good. I think this is where how I think you can win. Okay. My team all shits the bed, and Sony Michelle gets four rushing touchdowns because Bill is, just knows that we're up by so much. Everything is all good. Let's just keep running that ball. Miami can't stop anything. Let's just run that ball out, and he'll get four rushing touchdowns, and that will be a massive week and could put you over. Not like extremely likely, but I'm just saying if that, is, there's a way yeah, for you to win, did, that yeah. would be the way. Yeah, Michelle, like it's... It's just hard to say with a New England running back what's going to happen, and I knew the risk when I drafted Michelle. Who's going to get the ball? It could be James White. It could be Rex Burkhead now, clearly, too. That being said, James White might miss this game. I read uh, somewhere that his wife just had a oh, baby. Yes, that's, no, yeah, I did see that as well. Yeah, so he might miss the game, and I think you just pretty much just sub in Damian Harris into that situation. Ah. And then, again, who who knows who's going to get the ball? It does scare me with the Michelle knee, degenerative knee issue that you kind of brought up. Are they going to be like, you know what, we don't need Michelle here. Let's give it to the other guys. It's scary. It is scary. Again. So, but again, sometimes they just they just do it. So, who are you taking, Chris? I'm going to take you to. Yeah, win. that's yeah. that's a fair enough call. I'm also taking myself, um, and we'll move on to the next matchup here. Um, it's Cook Baker touchdown maker Scantling clad. We didn't go over what our full starting lineup was for our teams, uh, but yeah. I I don't think it's like extremely necessary to do it every single time. Okay. But we will for this one. Baker Mayfield for Nolan here. Um, is it uh, Malcolm. Brown Malcolm Brown, uh, the running back for Los Angeles Rams. Um, James Conner, Devonte Adams, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Josh Gordon, Robbie Gould in the Bears defense, and then for Stu we have Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel Elliott. Carryon Johnson, Julian Edelman, John Brown, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, Devin Singletary, Justin Tucker, and the Ravens defense. What are you thinking here? Okay, so first we'll just say um, 18.1 points going to Chris Godwin for Stu's team. So congrats there. That was a, a good start to your week right now with Absolutely. that Thursday night matchup. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is going to go play against Jacksonville at home. I do, I do think Jacksonville's defense is going to start to play better. They didn't look good last week against um, Kansas City, but I think this defense is going to know. You know what? We got to rally around if we want this team to win. It's going to be on our backs. They, the thing is, they look so unorganized, just undisciplined. Undisciplined. That's yeah. the better word. Like they were, yeah. Like after every single play, they're pushing somebody. They're getting flags. It was just like, sure, okay, yes, the NFL is a rough league. You got to be physical. You can't get pushed around. I think they were getting frustrated because Kansas City's so good. Yeah. But you can't be doing that. It was just like after every play, there was some chippy stuff happening in. Uh, Miles Jack gets kicked out of the game for just oh, yeah. the nonsense. Field, it and it, exactly, it was so strange. People couldn't hold him back. He's like, it was a very undisciplined defense. So it's they have another tough matchup versus Houston. I don't see great things happening there. No, I think, so I yeah, think Watson's going to have another pretty good week. Yeah, I think Houston's offense is they're going to keep moving well too. It's it's tough when you have you're playing two of the best offenses in the league back to back. Yes, but I don't I don't see any issues with um, them either. I think John Brown against the Giants is he's a great start this week, and I think he's going to pull off something big. I agree because that 
that defense looked horrible. He's, he's going with that. John Brown and Devin Singletary, so it'll be interesting how that those yeah. points. Those are good guys to start from Buffalo for sure, um, but we'll see how that split goes. For sure. And then just looking at the other side of the matchup here, someone that is there anyone you want to talk about? Well, Travis well? Kelsey versus Oakland, I think that could be yeah. a really big week for Kelsey, especially with Tyreek Hill being out. They might have yeah. to rely a little bit more on Kelsey. Yeah, so I'm expecting really big things there. Mayfield versus the Jets, though, is concerning. The Jets have a very good defensive line. He's probably going to get hit a lot again. Um, so yeah. that's where the concern is for sure. But I think Josh Gordon's going to get at least one touchdown against Miami. Okay, yeah, I think I think he probably will, too. I like the Josh Gordon look, and I really do like Travis Kelsey. I'm glad you brought that up. So those are big ones. Man, this is a tough week. I actually am not sure who I'm going to pick yet. Okay, I already, I already know. Okay. I'm, I'm taking Stu here. Okay. I think his team has a good matchup. Yeah, with Ezekiel versus Washington, that's a really good one. They also have Edelman. Oh, man. Um, uh, I do want to do different stuff here, but I just I think Watson over Mayfield like every single time. Elliott over Brown. Even carry on over Connor we could be potential because Connor's going against Seattle. Uh, I I I'm gonna try, I promise I will make things different. I but I I think I <laughs> do have to, yeah not this one. I can't go different on this one. I do just think that the Ravens will expose Kyler Murray Murray as well. There's just too many too many things going for Stu in this one, so I do have to go with Stu. Yeah, all right. So we're on the same page there. Next one is gonna be Fornicating Cousins versus Hard Men. Um, so Danny's lineup we have Drew Brees, Fournette, Kamara, Hilton, Kirk, Sutton, Hawkinson, Carson, um, Sly, in the Patriots defense. And then for Taylor, we got Wilson, Johnson, Mixon, Evans, Lockett, Diggs, Ingram, Lindsey, Lutz, and Broncos defense. Uh, both have had some players play already. Danny got lucky with 16 points from his kicker, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Mike Evans put up 6.1 points for GFRO. Not exactly what you're looking for in that situation, for sure. Um, but... Jameis is just can't seem to get it fully done. Godwin had a good game, like excellent. Like he seemed to be breaking out this week. Yeah. Um. But Evans, um, he seems to be only that deep ball threat right now. Um. And we'll see how the year progresses. But yeah, yeah not a, not exactly scary, what yeah. you're expecting from a guy that you drafted pretty early. Yeah. Um. I think they're gonna run the ball a lot with Fournette and them being Jacksonville because of the injury to Foles. They're gonna continue to feed Fournette, so that definitely helps the situation there. Um, for Danny, um, we'll see what happens. Drew Brees versus Los Angeles Rams. That's going to be that huge rubber game, the championship game last year with the oh, blown yeah. call. So that's going to be a hype game for sure. I'm really yeah. looking forward to watching that one because yeah, both teams too. are really good. But that Rams defense is good, so it's going to be concerning for Brees, I think. Um, and then the Patriots, I think they're going to do well against Miami's offense because he has the Patriots uh, defense here. Um, it's a good matchup. I think it's going to be very, very close. It helps having your kicker with 16 points started off early. Um, I don't want to... I, I do think that uh, Danny's going to win this one, though. And okay, I'm, I'm assuming you're probably going to go that route as well. Maybe not, but what are you, what are you thinking? See, I, I do... I think there's going to be a big game coming out of Breeze and coming out of Kamara. I think Cortland Sutton's going to get pretty much completely shut down by Chicago's defense. I think Christian Kirk's going to have a very, very difficult game against Baltimore's defense. So those kind of hurt for sure. Just looking on the other side, I think Evan Ingram could have a pretty good game against Buffalo. 
I don't like what Stefan Diggs is going to be able to do against Green Bay. I don't think that offense wants to pass very much right now, and Diggs is still kind of dealing with some lingering issues mm-hmm. with an injury. I think it's a hamstring that's bugging him. Um, yeah, yeah, like I wish I could go different, but I, I do think Danny will still pull this one yeah. off too. Yeah, Fair enough, man. Yeah, again, I, we, we'll try and make something happen, but this is just the way that we're thinking about it. Goes, it. Yeah. So we'll go on to the next matchup here. Um, which is walking over to Mahomes, which is Brandon versus Return of the Mac, which is Steve. Both teams have a win so far, and Brandon's roster is Mahomes, Bell, uh, Damian Williams, Sammy Watkins, Tyrell Williams, uh, McLaurin, Njoku, Metcalf, Carlson, and the Vikings. And then for Steve's team, we have Cam Newton, uh, Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack, Alshon Jeffrey, Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, uh, Vance McDonald, Jarvis Landry, Butker, and then the Eagles defense. Now, we did have Cam already play, um, and he had 333 pass yards, no touchdowns, and a fumble for 11.32 points. So right away, that's a tough one to start off with. For sure. Um, Big ones want to line up here. I think Mahomes and Watkins versus Oakland, they can have an absolute field day. I don't think this, this defense is all that good, especially when they lose two secondary starters. That hurts. Uh, Conley might play, but either way, he's going to be hurt. Uh, Adams is out for the at least for a while. He's on IR, which sucks for him. Just looking at this lineup, he put in like a lot of different players. Like Tyrell Williams wasn't on his team last week. Terry McLaurin, who had a fantastic week last week, is mm-hmm. now gonna he's gonna give him the start. So props to that. DK Metcalf on the bench going into the starting lineup. So this lineup looks good. It looks different. It's nice and fresh. I like his Kansas City players against Oakland, so that's going to be a huge, huge factor. Yeah. Um, on the other side, uh, Duke Johnson versus Jacksonville it could be tough. I think Marlon Mack's going to be held in check by Tennessee. I really do, especially being on the road. That defense is is quite good. They're actually they're quite impressive. I I have to go with. Um, with Brandon. Yeah, I have to go with the Warlock as well. Literally, the only good matchup I saw on the other end was Cam Newton, and he already played, and he got 11.32 points. And the other other side, the matchups are just way better. I think the players are better, too. So I think this is like a pretty clear and obvious one that we're going to have to go with Brandon on this one. Yeah. Um, So going into our second last matchup, which is Golden Girls, the guy that drops the absolute bomb last week, Ben, um, versus Fraser, I shower with my socks. And for Ben's roster, he's got Lamar Jackson, he's got Mark Ingram, he's got Gurley, Hopkins, Cooper, Galladay, Walker, Eckler, Zerline, and then the Panthers defense, which we already know got 11 points. And then Fraser's team, we got Matt Ryan, Derek Henry, uh, David Montgomery, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Will Fuller, OJ Howard, who got zero points, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, Elliott, and then the Chiefs. Yeah, like... What do you think, Chris? Well, first I want to talk about O.J. Howard just in general. Like, he's so talented, but why isn't he being used? He literally, like, he's not he's not being a target in this offense at all. So it's very, very frustrating to see, especially because I have him in Dynasty. Apparently Bruce Arians said that he can play better. Like, that was, like, his response. Really, yeah? That was his response to, like, how O.J. Howard didn't have, like, have any production. Arians just said he can play better. Interesting. Maybe yeah. he's calling him out, challenging I, him. I hope. I, I hope yeah. it turns around because I love the talent of OJ Howard. I think he's a he's an absolute animal. Um, I'm gonna look at these this Baltimore matchup for especially for Ben going against Arizona. Yeah. That is that is fucking juicy. Yes, extremely juicy. Especially having so he has two players playing against that. I think that's gonna be fantastic. Who both I think can have an absolute field day again. I think Cooper Cup versus Washington can or sorry, um, Amari Cooper versus Washington can have a pretty good good game as well. I agree. So. 
Let's take a look just on the other side for Frazier. I think Matt Ryan against Philadelphia, he's going to turn it around and start to play a bit better. But you have some, some tough matchups outside of that. But I think Matt Ryan and Julio will, will get you some points. Outside of that, I think you're in a bit of trouble. So I'm going to go with uh, the man who put up 3,000 points, <laughs> Golden Girls. I, got, I think this is another fairly clear and obvious one. So we I'm going to go with Ben as well. His team seems to be... Uh, a force once again this year yeah um and fraser has a history of not being a force so yeah, um, i'm also going to be going with the golden girls on this one fraser is the struggle bus for sure all right the last matchup we got is bolt gang versus golf and cold madison that's alex versus gould so we have philip rivers christian mccaffrey aaron jones keenan allen allen robinson calvin ridley zach Ertz, james white steven goskowski and the chargers defense that's alex's starting lineup on the other side we have for Gould, we have Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, who put up 9.3 points, which is, that's a, a decent game. Yep. And Juju Smith-Schuster, George Kittle, his flex is currently empty. I'm assuming has, it might be Peterson. That's, that would be my guess, maybe even Jones, but it, yeah, he's got some or, options. Yeah, Peterson, Chris Thompson could be in there for sure. I, uh, yeah, either one of those would be fine. You could do Marvin Jones if you want. There's, he has a couple options. Then he has Kaimi Fairburn as his kicker, and then uh, the Cowboys' defense. Um, yeah, so just the one... Oh, sorry. Uh, Alex has had Christian McCaffrey play already and only got 5.3 points, which which hurts for sure. That does hurt a lot. That's not what you, you expect. You expect a either. lot more out of McCaffrey because he's insane. They run the ball through him like crazy. So yeah. it actually is really surprising that he only had 37 rush yards and 16 receiving yards. I think a huge factor of that was just Cam not being able to run that offense the way it should have been. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rivers and Keenan Allen going up against Detroit, I think they're probably going to be fine. That defense didn't look all that good against uh, Arizona last week, so I think they could have a pretty good game. Um Allen Robinson going against Denver could be pretty tough. They have a pretty good defense, even though he looked good last week. I think Zach Ertz versus Atlanta could be pretty good. James White, if he plays, should be very good. Yeah. So that side, I think there's a couple good matchups. Tom Brady versus Miami, I think he could have an absolute field day either. Yeah. Either they're going to run the ball or he's going to put up 80 points himself. And that team isn't afraid to run the score. Um, Dalvin Cook versus Green Bay, we'll see there. That defense looked pretty good last week. Let's see if they can do it again. Who mm-hmm. knows? Um, it's good to see Cooper Cup in his starting lineup for, for Gould here. I think he's going to have a good game against New Orleans. <sighs> All right. Um, I'll allow you to choose first, first here. Um, who do you think is going to take the W? I think Gould's team is quite good. And whoever he puts in at, at flex, I'm not too worried about. I think he's going to win. Yeah, and... I can pick I, the I, same. No, you I, no, no, no. I, I will pick Alex in this one because I even went back to our other picks and there's no other pick that I feel comfortable changing. I would probably go, not probably, I would go with Gould in this one, but for um, just for a little bit of parity, I will go with Alex. It's not like so he has no chance of winning. One. I think out of all of the yeah, matchups, Alex the has the one, most yeah. chance of actually getting that W. Um, so I'm going to go with Alex here, get a little bit of difference. Maybe we can tie it up if um, if I'm wrong on this one or... Who knows? Maybe I take yeah, another another game out. lead on you. Yeah. All right. That's it. Hey, we made it through the Man, show. We did it. Uh, wow. It was somehow longer than our first one. What was so, so an we hour? Got, we got 20. an hour and twenty minutes yeah, here. We, so we just rambled. Hey, now, listen. Man. We got you got a long time before the games on Sunday tomorrow. So whatever. You enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Um, enjoy our 
takes on a lot of players. Um, again, this is mainly for the boys, but if anybody is out there listening, there was apparently a few people that listened last week that weren't part of the league, just yeah, based off of uh, cool, the yeah. listens. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed our takes on some of these players and it can inform your own opinion. Chris, best of luck this week. Thanks, I'm going to smash too. you, though. I really hope not. I told you how I'm going to win, and I'm going to do it that way. You probably won't, but <laughs> see you next week, boys. Fuck you, Brendan!